Building blockchains ain't easy. There's programming to be programmed, there's coding to be coded, and there's blocking to be blockified. And the truth is, I don't really understand that part of it all that well. But Arc.io does, and they've developed a new push-button system that allows anyone to deploy their own blockchain quickly and easily. We met with Travis Walker and Justin Rankin of ARC at Consensus in New York, and today we'll share that discussion with you. Now, we knew a little bit about ARC before the interview, but we got super hyped as the fellas filled us in on the power of their platform. It ain't Noah's ARC, but that's good because then you'd have to bring two animals, although today's show does feature two Travises, and it may be two too many. So get your Travis on and listen in for episode number 271 of the Bad Crypto Podcast. Five, four, three, two, one, two, ignition. Who's bad? No matter what kind of creature or animal you are, we welcome you to the Republic of Bad Cryptopia. We are a very species-friendly environment and the home of the Bad Crypto Podcast. I'm Joel Com, and he is Crypto Kitty Travis. Yeah. Yeah. You know, actually, Mr. Joel Com, this show has two Travis W's. That's right. That's true. So it's a little more specific. TW1 and TW2. Yes. How you doing, man? Dude, I'm doing well. How was Toronto? Toronto was very cool uh, at uh, Collision 2019. And if you guys want to hear the fun recordings that I did talking to some really innovative tech companies, make sure and check out the latest episode of Bad Boys of Tech, number 16. I believe it releases the day after this episode of uh, Bad Crypto comes out on Monday. So you guys can check that out. That's true. Good stuff. Looking forward to hearing them. It's not, it sounds like you talked to a whole bunch of crazy, different, interesting projects over there doing cool blockchain-y stuff. Not blockchain just all kinds of things. Yeah, one or two of them were blockchain, but the rest of them were just tech-oriented. <laughs> I'll say that two of the ones that just stand out as I'm thinking about it right now, one of them was a robot dentist, true story, that will, once they fit the mold on it, the robot does all the work on your teeth. And the other one was an Uber for moving cattle called Moobie. <laughs> <laughs> Got to listen to the show if you want called to hear all about that bad movie? voice of tech. How is it not called Moober? Yeah. Right, it should be Moober, but it's not. Okay. It's movie. That's good. So let, let's uh, let's talk about our show sponsors here for a moment. First of all, Divi. Uh, you know, I was gone for two weeks, Travis, and I once I got back, I launched my Divi wallet to discover that I'm earning approximately. 3,000 Divi per day from the two master nodes that I'm running. Nice. And and so, you know, that means that while I was gone, I accumulated approximately mm, 40,000 Divi. It's just doing it by itself. It's doing it by itself. It's a, it's easy to deploy the master nodes. It's a one-click cloud installer, and you start earning cryptos. They're, the setup is is simple, easy. They got a smart wallet. You can store your cryptos. You can transact with them. You can shuffle them around. The Divi Project is where you want to go. Check out this project, diviproject.org, and check them out. And also, if you look in the show notes, you'll find links to their Twitter, their Telegram, and which exchanges they're listed on. 
And also, our sponsor this this episode is Blue Share. Blue Share security tokens, rocking those STOs, have uh, they provide exposure to a construction business with twenty three years of proven track record. They built from scratch. They also have a pipeline of all these natural resources, mining and exploration projects. And um, they claim to be the first construction and mining company to offer its shares using the Ethereum blockchain smart contracts, uh, providing 24-7 worldwide access to this value. And they've also secured mining exploration concessions with apparently up to $4.3 billion worth of gold, silver, and copper, and zinc, and $23 billion more in possible forthcoming expansion opportunities. So Blue Shares, they are the 300 million tokenized Underlying uh, equity capital participation shares of their Swiss-based Interprom Mining AG, and uh, that possesses both dividends and ownership title. So, eighty million of those blue shares are going to be available for purchase uh, to be sold in ninety days, starting May six. So they are they are under they are uh, being sold right now. So check it out, BlueShare.io. Excellent. And uh, we thank both of our sponsors. Also want to note that today's show is a little unique in that, you know, we used to do a crypto spotlight and previous to that, an ICO spotlight show in which we had short segments featuring companies that sponsored our episodes. And uh, of course, the ICO craze died down some of those projects went on to uh to grow and fulfill their you know their plan others kind of disappeared as many startups do but i wanted to give you guys as always full disclosure that today's segment with arc is a sponsored segment we did receive arc in exchange for this interview for sharing it we're really glad that we had them on the show because this is a fascinating project we did not realize just how many people were out there in the art community, and we didn't understand why there were so many people supporting it. As always, we're not making any recommendations that you purchase this or any cryptocurrencies. Do your own due diligence, yeah, but we think you're really going to enjoy this conversation with the other Travis W. Yeah. and Justin R. Mm-hmm. I think I, I really, when it, when it all came down to it, we thought this this you know deserved a full episode because there's way too much going on with arc to fit in like a 12 to 15 minute interview. So this thing is over 30 minutes just because we kept discovering new and interesting things that they're doing with their blockchain, excuse me, with their blockchain and their one click install deployer of blockchains. You're going to find out about this is a really, really interesting project. One of the, one of the more fascinating ones that we brought to you in a while, I think. Well, TW, your uh, your voice is still shot. Well, it's because we're still we're still here. Consensus. Yeah, <laughs> day three of consensus. Yes, yes. Well, some of the the one of the interviews they're going to hear later, and they're going to think, "Man, you've been in consensus for weeks." <laughs> it was August two thousand twelve. <laughs> so we're uh, you know we're we're doing a lot of recording here, and today we actually have two count them two TWs. Oh in my the gosh, hizzle. that is true. Yeah, you're yeah. not alone. We have with us uh, to feature on this episode two gentlemen from ARC.io, and this is a project that may have come across your radar before. If it hasn't, it's going to land smack dab in the middle of it right now. Uh, Mr. Travis Walker is the co-founder and a board member at ARC.io, and the man with the golden pipes to compete with my own is Mr. Justin Rankin. He is the senior brand manager other TW, Mr. Travis Walker, welcome to Bad Crypto. Thanks for having me. And uh, and Justin, let's hear those pipes. Let the battle begin. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it 
is on. <laughs> All right, let's um, and you guys can fight out for who's gonna talk about what, but we just might want to listen to Justin more. Yeah, I, I, that's that's why he's here. <laughs> <laughs> well, Travis is the ninja of ARC, and he, he pulls all the strings in the background to make great opportunities like this happen, and I'm the one that he shoves into the spotlight as needed. Okay, I'm just going to say <laughs> this. We downloaded your wallet yesterday, and you sent us a little test ARC, like 5ARC, A-R-K. That thing was lightning. Like, and we're not talking Bitcoin lightning network. I mean, Travis, what was it, like a second, and you know, it landed in our wallet? I think it was under five seconds. Yeah. Because that's cool about it is that they have eight-second block time. Yeah. Very yeah. fast. It was super fast. Okay, so what the heck is ARC? So ARC empowers everyone, regardless of their aim or technical background, to quickly and easily leverage blockchain technology. And we do that with very intuitive and easy-to-use projects and products like uh, beautiful desktop wallets that my mom can use easily. Also, we want to make it very easy to use our technology uh, from the developer standpoint and be able to create your own blockchain quickly and easily. We do that with uh, what, we're, what we call the Arc Deployer, which is an, a free, easy-to-use blockchain deployment tool that lets you create, customize, and launch your own blockchain in minutes. So I would ask this then, who is, is your guys' main customers deploying a blockchain in minutes? Who, who, are, you, who are you guys finding that's, that's doing that the most? So it does depend on why you need a blockchain. Okay, there are a number of reasons or a number of uh, uh, epiphanies that might happen depending on who you are. Like, I, I think that uh, ARC applies to really ev everyone and anyone who needs a blockchain. It could range from anywhere between a college student in a bedroom with an idea that could change the world all the way to a Fortune 500 enterprise with offices on every single continent. I believe that right now the industry is a little further ahead of itself technologically than inspirationally. So I think that over time, more light bulbs will fire off for people around the world that say, oh my God, a blockchain would be perfect for this. And when that moment happens, ARC is going to be ready with ready to use tools and uh, helpful guides and specific templates for specific industries to get that idea out into the world ASAP and at a very low cost. The, the website says, I love the messaging because it's really, you know exactly what it is. Point, click, blockchain. Boom. Right? It's supposed yeah. to be super simple. So, Travis, was this your idea then? Uh, it, it was one of our ideas, I guess. What, was, I'm one of the uh, many co-founders of ARC. Um, where, where did it come from? What, what, what did you see in the market and you said, we're going to, there's a problem and we're going to fix this? Uh, back in... It was early 2016, somewhere around there. Uh, it, I don't know. The, most of us saw this idea of why can't we like connect blockchains? Why can't we build a blockchain quickly? Why do we have to spend $250,000 on a cryptographic engineer to figure this out when we could just do this, make a platform that connects everything together, makes it launch quickly, easily, um, for for anyone like enterprises, it, for the, like he was saying, the, like the guy in the college dorm room that wants to get into blockchain, but uh, doesn't know how to. They go they go to teams and they they say, oh, I know Python, I know this, I know that, and they go, okay, do you know any cryptography? And they go, can I learn? And that company moves on. They look for the next guy who built that last blockchain. So building uh, building this was like our goal. Um, since, like I said, like since 2016, when we saw that every other project was working on their own 
one single entity or one single blockchain to rule them all when we're like, there's not going to be one single blockchain. There, ha- there should be more and they should all be able to connect to each other. And it should be a way for every developer from any walk of life to just jump into blockchain just like that. Uh, let me. So in understanding it, I'm a gamer yeah. and, and I know that a lot of game developers are using Unity Engine to yeah. create their games. So would it be fair to say that you, you are you to know what's great blockchain? Of, you know what's great about ARC is... Um, we like I said, we want every developer to be able to jump in at any point in time. We actually have enough SDKs that interact with our blockchain that all these coders can jump in. So you say Unity, we actually have a .NET plugin, which is a spinoff of like a C Sharp, mm-hmm. um, and that all combines together. They they can jump into a .NET right now and be like, oh, I understand. This is just like Unity. Ah, perfect. So we nailed it. Yeah, yeah. very good. So tell us about you guys had the smart bridge technology to mm-hmm. be able to connect these blockchains. That to me is really interesting, right? Because there's, you know, certain blockchains have smart contracts that are doing certain things, and then maybe they want to connect with other ones. So maybe share with us about how does that work? Because I think that's part of the killer, killer app you guys have being able to connect these blockchains. Yeah. So that so that actually applies to the T-shirt I'm wearing right now, which highlights our technology called Aces, our contract execution services. This is the same shirt I wore when I met you guys at the World CryptoCon in Vegas last October uh, at the final table. Travis and I were both there. So I, pe- people can't see this. I can see it. Yep. So it says arc.io. It's got the arc logo. And then there's two aces that are coming out of the top of it. And it says on the back, we literally have aces. And aces stands for what? Arc contract execution services. It's essentially a... Uh, a bridging mechanism between two blockchains that do not share protocols. So what that means is if you have something like ARC and something like Bitcoin, they, they can't really talk to each other. And this is a big issue in this industry because, you know, how weird would it be if you needed a separate browser to go to every single website? And there's like 2 billion websites today, right? The bad browser. Like, what is this? Okay. Netscape changed everything. Okay. Back, back in the day. And so ARC ACES is more like, a browser that lets you interact with all the cryptos, okay? So you can hold ARC and enjoy our very friendly wallets, feel safe and right at home, knowing that you can send funds confidently and you don't get that sweating bullets feeling of like, oh no, did I press the wrong button? Like, oh no, it's been a long time since my transaction went through. What's going to happen? You guys saw yourselves yesterday. You see the wallet. It says, hello, I'm a friendly wallet. Press here to send ARC. And you press it and it shows up right then. And you're like, great. So with ACES, it lets you have that experience across multiple cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin, Ethereum, Litecoin, others. This is a community project that's been in development for a long time. Uh, we're the first that that project was the first uh, interoperability success between two blockchains with different protocols, if I if I remember correctly. And uh, that's just one of the aspects of our community. Our community is very strong and has a lot of talent. They also help us with our GitHub, which is one of the most active GitHubs in the entire blockchain space. We're constantly in somewhere like the top 20 most active GitHubs, and our community developers all around the world do a great job interfacing with our crack team of international devs. You know what? I want to elaborate on what SmartBridge is, as the other question was. Um, so SmartBridge is actually two things. It is the ACES project, which is an intermediary hub that can cross uh, chain communicate between any protocol, any blockchain in the world, along with ARC or your ARC-based bridge chain. But ACES, ACES is just that one part of it. That's a, that's a centralized way to uh, cross communicate. So we have the smart bridge technology itself is 
is also includes the vendor field, which is a uh, 255 character string or byte that can be sent in any transaction. You can send data, you can send commands to issue contracts and other chains, all from this little thing in every single transaction. You can even send personal messages back and forth. It can be used for things like that. Like right now, if I send you ARC, I can say, this is for Joel, and you will get a personalized transaction in your ARC wallet that'll say, this is Joel's one ARC. Can you send me something a little more personal, though? You know, hey, Joel. <laughs> How about two ARC? Having a great day. Hope you're well. Can, uh, Travis, I'm wondering, in your MarTech mind, are you thinking, oh, so this could talk to the bad chain, right? What, what could we do with that? Yeah, we, do, we could. We could spin up a, uh, a bad chain uh, um, ACES hub node to actually communicate between the two. And you can run pools on that node. So you would never have to ever worry about uh, SEC compliance or anything like that because it's automated. There's just a script running. So I want to send uh, one arc and I get the equivalent back in bad crypto. Mm. And it can do all of that. That's cool. Yeah. I like that. And that uses the vendor field, like that 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 node running pings both blockchains, looking for a transaction that says, "Oh, there's a bad crypto transaction. We got to pick that up, validate it, and send it out." Mm. We'll have to do some more exploration on that because that sounds like it could be interesting down the road. Yeah. So, a little history lesson here. When did you guys get started, and did you do the ICO to fund it? Yeah, we got, uh, well, we were started in other projects be- before we all got together to start the ARC project. We officially started the ARC project, I believe, in the end of July of 2016. Uh, by September, we were up and running and uh, ready to put out our token exchange campaign, which was a loophole for uh, ICOs back then. Uh, and then we scheduled our ICO for, I believe, it was November 16th of 2016, and it ran through December. And uh, we actually failed our ICO, like horribly. We wanted to raise 2,000 BTC. Um, back then, it was what, like $400, $500 a piece at that point in time. We figured that was enough to develop exactly what we needed anyway, and we didn't need more than that. We actually didn't meet the 2,000 BTC limit, so we went out and told the community and offered refunds for two weeks. Like, look, we didn't meet it. You guys want your money back? Now is your time. Take your money Otherwise, we're going to do it without the money, and we're going to self-fund our, the whole project. And we ended up raising right around $800,000 worth of Bitcoin, the people that kind of believed in us anyway. And then uh, here we are today. That's awesome. And, and where you are today is your ranked uh, as of today, May 15th, 2019th. Because um, I know that episode will air in about another week or so. You're ranked number 87 on CoinMarketCap. Uh, your token price today is sixty cents. Uh, market cap of sixty-seven and a, and a half million dollars uh, with good volume. I mean, you know, one point seven million twenty-four hour volume. There's definitely uh, people that are, that are working with us here. One hundred twelve million arc in supply circulation. In circulation. Yeah, it's work. It's working out pretty well. But I just want to expand a little bit on Travis's uh, on Travis's story here, which is a great story. One of the reasons why I, I love Arc and joined Arc was because I saw that that ambition of we're going to do it anyway, and we don't care. And that's something that I was really attracted to. And I was community member for a long time before I was hired onto the team. Arc does that pretty frequently, hiring from the community. But uh, today, you know that that meager amount that was raised has grown into over. 3,500 BTC, 
Uh, we have about 26 million ARC in reserve that we plan on, on holding for uh, future needs and multiple years of operating expenses today. So we're very well funded. We also have programs to help to, uh, community developers like our GitHub bounty campaigns and everything. This was all reported by Matthew DC, the chief strategy officer in the presentation we gave at Changelog here at the show. And then I also talked as well after after Matt. So that's on our YouTube at youtube.arc.io. So we had, we had a conversation yesterday and you were talking about this new deployer functionality. Can we maybe talk a little bit about that? That's kind of interesting for us for sure. Yeah, sure. So the deployer is something that I'm extremely excited about. And the reason why is something I need to go a little bit back in time for because you know, all my life, like starting at eight years old, I like to use technology on a slightly higher layer. So for example, I was 10 years old making websites with GeoCities. Like, I don't know if you guys remember GeoCities. Dude. Like, you make a website, <laughs> Dude, you like drag fire. stuff, right? I, I Not only Angel Fire. Angel Fire. Angel Fire yeah. Tripod. Oh, yeah. Like, I was making websites yeah. about StarCraft, and, like, my friends would go visit it. And I'm yeah, like, yeah. Oh, look, Mom, I made a website. And they're and, like, how? The first <laughs> friend I ever made online was this dude named Tom on the site called MySpace. Oh, yeah, <laughs> what space now? No, no I, I remember. Of course, of course. So, so moving on a little bit further in life, I... Uh, Worked at a uh, photonics laboratory doing infrared photonics, like, you know, predator vision with like the heat vision stuff. Cool. So I would do systems integrations for thermal imaging cameras and stuff. And I used this uh, software suite called LabVIEW by National Instruments. It's a, it's a little known suite, but it's popular in the engineering world where they developed a specialized language called G, where you can create very advanced programs, pipelines, uh, business logic, industrial logic and user interfaces without writing any code. No semicolons, no parentheses, no nothing. Okay, so I would just drag wires to different modules. I would say, I want to create an array, and I want to drag some wires over here that uh, performs functions on that array. And I could create something that I would never know how to write in JavaScript or any other language, but I could represent the same logic that a programmer that makes four times more money than I could do. So... The reason why I really like Arc is because Arc's vision and, and overall pipeline seems to be somewhat congruent to what has made me successful in life all this time. With something like the Arc Deployer, I don't need to know about config files and like, you know, go in and, and understand what this module is and what that does under the hood. The Deployer acts as a seamless graphical user interface that lets me customize my blockchain for my purposes in uh, one of three different levels, basic, intermediate, or advanced, so I don't have to be scared off by scary variables if I don't want to. And I can use buttons and sliders to just configure like fee structures, the economic model. And at the end, it, it helps me out with a, a step-by-step -step guide to show me how to start up VPS servers and install the Genesis node and start up peers and then hand off uh, nodes to the public sector or uh, whoever else I, I need to run nodes for my blockchain and stuff. And I don't need to know everything that's going on under the hood. Like I know that Arc technology is robust. Arc technology is stable. It's easy to use. And if I have friends who know their way around TypeScript, they can introduce custom business logic into my chain easily by injecting custom plugins and using custom transaction types with the generic transaction interface. So they can decide what logic should be immutable and on-chain with custom transaction types, and what logic should be flexible and upgradable as core plugins. So this is something that is crazy exciting to me. Now, this launch that's happening in a couple days is the alpha version, okay? So it's 
It's more like a wizard that helps you out and then battle-tested guides that show you what to do before and after uh, creating and customizing your blockchain, right? But the years ahead, I mean, I can only imagine what did this deployer can turn into. Like we're talking about plug-in marketplaces where de developers can deploy third-party tools that other people can use and these plugins become first-class citizens. We're talking about talent marketplaces where if I'm a guy that wakes up one day with an amazing idea that can change the world, I can handle a lot of the blockchain activity myself, hmm. even though I don't code much. And I can access a pool of talent that can help me enhance that blockchain through, through a marketplace. You know, it's really interesting because people talk about a lot of different projects and there's only so much time to explore them. And ARC is one that, you know, I've seen that the people who are fans, they continue to bring it up when people ask, what are some of the most promising projects out there? I have literally seen not blowing smoke up anybody's butt here. I have seen art come up, and now I go to your Reddit, and I see that you've got a community that's significant. It's almost 22,000 members, 2,000 of which are online right now. So I'm, I'm getting excited. I'm looking at the timeline. Your, your, uh, uh, the ARC Deployer GUI, it's, it's showing 96% right now, but it's going to be 100% <laughs> by the time that you know this gets ready to get out there. Yes. And you're telling me that I can go onto the Deployer and start my own chain. Oh, yeah. Correct. Oh, Boom. yeah. Push, just hit the button and yes. new Joel, chain. Joel chain? There might be a it, Joel chain. It, it, com it, chain. Be, com I, chain. I have to fork my Waves Joel coin yeah. uh, out to this platform. Yeah. I, I am the only holder of the Joel coin on the Waves That's platform. That's not true. You gave, some, you gave one away to well, somebody. There well, there was a million, and somebody wanted to buy one, so I listed one token on Waves, and they, I think they paid $3 for one Joel coin. But <laughs> I'm, I'm, how, many, how many are a total? Uh, it's a million. So, so that's a three it, mil market cap right there, yeah, right? You're, you're a top 500 coin. Right? Yeah, well, one coin. So, so. <laughs> I'm going to have to fork that, though, over here to, to ARC. And you're going to you're gonna fork yourself? Yeah. You know, a lot of people are going to be forking themselves. You can, you can set up an ACES node, and you can do it automatically. I mean, are we going to all of a sudden, because of this, see this explosion of blockchains? Because you guys are facilitating, mm -hmm. basically, mass blockchainification. That is a very apt term, Joel. And on May 28th, a whole lot of people who couldn't make a blockchain before will be able to now, mm -hmm. thanks to ARC technology. Now, something you stumbled on, maybe accidentally, maybe not, but blockchain versus token. When is a token cool to do? And when do you need your own blockchain? This is a question that we get all the time. It's a question I wish I asked. Yeah. I did. <laughs> now I'm doing your job, Joel. Yeah, no, this is great. Carry on. <laughs> so there's... There are specific concerns that are raised when you're dealing with a token because there are scaling issues that can happen because now you're kind of a guest on someone else's mainnet. There are many things that you can't control about what's going on with that network. And if you plan on be being really successful on a global scale and you plan on getting millions of daily users and stuff, how do you know if other people that have tokens on this chain are also going to achieve that goal and just cause issues for everybody because everybody's sharing resources and stuff. It's like one person's problem is everybody's problem, okay? Now, that's just one of the issues. This is a technical scalability issue. We, t we discussed that at length in our new white paper at whitepaper.arc.io that was recently released for 2019. Now, the other issue is more philosophical, okay? It's, it's an economic oppression issue. Now, what I see in, in blockchain projects today, I'm not going to say which ones, but a lot of them, they say, look, we're going to make technology. We're going to have a network. We're going to get people to participate in our network. 
but they have to pay homage to us and we're going to force them to do certain economic tasks that benefit our miners and our holders and our community and everything like that. Eos. And that's EOS. Oh, oh, do you need a lozenge, Joel? Do you need a lozenge? I'm sorry. Okay. Sorry. I was... uh, I, I, okay, I get okay. it. I like EOS. So when you have but, your, but, but, go yes. on. So, but if you had your own blockchain, your community is now in control and has what we call sovereignty. I think that sovereignty is a major concept in this space, but then it somehow gets skipped over by these oppressive economic models that they try to sell us free and open. But when you look at the models, it's like, why if I want to send some value to Travis and we are both in our sub-community microeconomy, why is some rando miner that has never heard of our community getting paid? That's ridiculous to us. Like it kind of, I'm sorry, can I say pisses me off on this show? You just did. It pisses me off. All right. This is why I like ARC so much because you retain that sovereignty, but you get the option to interact with the larger ecosystem. And of course, there will be uh, many benefits for the ARC uh, public network, right? That's described in section five of the white paper. But look, I don't think people are going to subscribe to that model when they when it really gets down to business and it's really time to be successful. They're going to be like, actually, we don't want to do that. We want to just be in control of our own stuff. We want to hand off nodes for our gaming token to players of the game who know how to run nodes, not rando miners. Okay, not rando stakers. It's about participation. So so maybe let's talk about how the token works. So you got to have a certain amount of tokens to be able to launch your own blockchain. Is ARC mineable? Is it stakeable? I mean, Mm. What is the tokenomics behind ARC? Good question. Good question. So the public network is a modified version of delegated proof of stake. And we say modified because we've specialized the model to attack certain issues, one of which being uh, voting issues that can occur with multi-voting, which is what uh, we were exposed to with previously before ARC was created. You could vote for multiple delegates, and then that created delegate cartel groups that asserted dominance over the network. So our modified consensus model is one arc one vote weight and each holder votes for a delegate that they feel will do a great job securing the network these delegates also run community services on top to different differentiate each other the staking occurs by assigning vote weight you're not giving the delegate arc you're not sending them your funds you're just assigning the weight to that and the top 51 delegates are responsible for adding new blocks into the ledger You can also run a relay node to increase the resilience and verify transactions yourself if you wanted to. It's totally cool. And it's all internationally decentralized and everything. But uh, the public network is very well described in the white paper. I mean, this thing is over 15,000 words. So like this not like it took me on my podcast, the Art Crypto Podcast, three episodes just to do the whole white paper. That's the Art Crypto Podcast available at iTunes and Stitcher Radio and all places that you listen to podcasts. Hello, Cryptoland. I'm Justin. <laughs> so, so you guys actually do look that up. Arc, yeah. The Arc Crypto Podcast. That's right. Yeah. So that is a great place to learn more about about it. Dive deeper into the details, and then also the white paper itself. You know, you mentioned that the the wallet was super friendly, um, and when I set mine up, it uh, it said, "Hey, Joel, how you doing?" And then it it like uh, ordered some cheeseburgers for me and gave me a <laughs> massage. It was really friendly. It was the friendliest. Well, I'm looking at your timeline here. What I really like is that you show what percent you are done accomplishing each of your goals. And I go to complete it and I see ah, done 100 percent, done 100 percent, done 100 percent, done, 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 done. All these things you have accomplished already. Uh, but I'm looking at one in particular here that's coming up. Uh, you're 15 percent into the integration of interplanetary file system. 
Are we going to the moon? Is that what's happening? So uh, IPFS is what that is. That's. Uh, it, do you know what Filecoin is? Uh, yeah, we've heard of Filecoin. Okay, I mean, that, so, didn't, didn't they have a big ICO? In yeah, yeah, it was like two hundred million. That's like Coin, those guys. That's what IPFS is, and that's the ability to store large files and whatever on and, and, or hashes into the blockchain. It's an actual protocol. Yeah. It, I thought you guys were just being friendly, but we're we're <laughs> so we're actually doing that. I, I'm I'm. I don't know if Justin mentioned this before, but that's one of the uh, like plugin types that we can mm-hmm. we bring in with the general transaction interface. Yes, We're, like it's at fifteen percent now because we researched it. We know we can do it, but we just needed to build the core out first. And as soon as the core is completely done, we got the GTI into into the blockchain and under the core itself, we can start with the IPFS hashes into the and blockchain. There's a lot of modular stuff here. I mean, you've got the virtual yeah. machine coming. You've got you integrating Arc. For payments, you've got smart card NFC coming. You've got contactless chip wearable devices coming. Point of sale hardware. Like, what can't Arc do once you guys have this done? It's now like, you're starting to get it. Yeah. The possibilities are endless. Is real right now with Arc because <laughs> they are. I, I, we get we get a lot of people that ask, uh, isn't it too ambitious? And that's, I don't know. It, What's the point of having goals if you yeah, who, who would, the stars? Uh, you know? Henry, so, Henry yeah. Ford, isn't it this uh, moving and automobile here? Yeah, it? we, and Steve Jobs, you know, this touch phone, this tablet thing, that's a little too ambitious. Can we just go back, let's to, go back to Rotary? Yeah, Rotary's great. Right. right, exactly. And I think that's a good problem to have. Like when your top complaints are you're trying to do too much stuff, I think that's good because this space is young. I think that this space moves very quickly. And the people that dream the hardest, but also can back it up with real work, top talent and achievements. I think they're the ones that are going to succeed the most in the long run. So, yes, Arc is very ambitious. Well, I think I think that all of this is why we kind of wanted to do a full episode. Right. Because there's so much going on with the Arc ecosystem. And my voice is doing awesome. Yeah, your, your voice is great. You need yeah. some more tea with honey and, and some lozenges. lozenges. We need the friendly Arc app to yeah. uh, to coat your throat. Yeah. So, what else is anything else about the Arc ecosystem that our, our fans should know about? Well, we have a really nice YouTube channel actually, and uh, that YouTube channel will educate people with quick, cool videos. Also, I'm appearing on the YouTube channel regularly, doing Arc adventure videos. Like for the first one was uh, I visited Inglewood, California, for the opening of the Crypto Blockchain Plug community center and OTC trading desk. It's kind of like co-working space, but crypto specific. It was really cool, actually. And I'm making an adventure video for this trip here at Consensus. I'm making one for Paris. We were in, in Paris last week, meeting with uh, advisors at the Ministry of e- the Economy and Finance, as well having an ARC meetup as well, and uh, educating people on ARC in a fun, engaging way. So I would definitely recommend that people check out the YouTube channel. And of course, we're always looking for Reddit subscribers because Reddit is a great place for the community to rally around official news and community sourced content because the art community is very vast and delegates are out there doing stuff. We appreciate all the delegates that are doing hard work and doing community services. You'll see action on the Reddit all the time. And I'm personally very proud of our community. It's extremely strong. With that big of a community, I wonder how many of them are waiting for this push button deployment to happen like are we is there going to be an explosion of like a thousand blockchains overnight like what's what does that can look like do you guys have any idea because it, there's got to be somewhere 
uh, and I don't know where. I know Coin Market Cap, you know, covers the different cryptos and exchanges yeah. and all that. But is somebody tracking the number of blockchains and the biggest blockchains and activity and all that somewhere? So I'm not going to speculate on how many blockchains there's going to be and stuff like that. However, when you do create a blockchain, it's usually customary to clone GitHub in preparation for launch. And so you'd be able to go to our GitHub and see how many forks of the ARC core there is and then see how many blockchains are potentially going to be out there. there yeah. But it's a completely optional part of the process. So you don't have to do that particular procedure in order to use this uh, this product. So we won't really know for sure what's going on, except probably on Reddit. You're going to see people like, I'm making a blockchain. I have some questions. Or like, hey, I just made a blockchain. This is what it does. So that will kind of be a good gauge. But what would you do today? Yeah. I made a blockchain. It's just crazy to say. I mean, to me, really. Like the but number, you say, it, go ahead. I, I just made a blockchain. <laughs> You're going to, right? I mean, Soon. It's, Soon, there's, there's going to be Justin Chain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And what I'm really excited about is, is how small the number of people who can make a blockchain from scratch are, and how big the number of people who want to make a blockchain perhaps are, but can't make a blockchain from scratch. Right? There's this Venn diagram, right? And the Venn diagram is like this tiny amount of people know how to make a blockchain from scratch and do what they need to do, and this large number of people have business problems that they need to solve that blockchain could solve but they don't know how to make a blockchain and that arc is a tiny dot that connects that venn diagram together so so can people make a mineable blockchain like we created bad coin right yeah but it's mineable it's different that yeah. so can people do that that won't that won't be available in the initial the initial alpha version right um but we're working like the plug-in marketplace so it's, we're excited to see what people are going to build while we build the core out the developer or the deployer itself is going to build with that. And we are working to have different uh, consensus algorithms like uh, POW and others so you can launch that as well. Initially, it's going to be DPOS for every chain. But as we grow the marketplace, as we grow the technology out, soon there'll be another way where you just, it's just going to be another click of the button inside the deployer. How much of uh, this future uh, schedule for technology is purely you guys and how much control does the community have to go well we want to add this we love community development like uh there's a lot of community development into our core now already and uh we actually have github bounties every month the new website's coming out too and that's going to have github actually built right into it and it's going to show everyone uh like the leaders of the crypto uh core itself in community how much they've developed, how much they've made um, in ARC bounties. And then we're going to have actual like tier zero uh, modules where we want to put out to the community to build. While we're working on the core, how about you build this plugin and we'll give you this amount of ARC for it. Excellent. Well, the website ARC.io, spelled A-R-K, you can see uh, you know the team there, the exchanges, the roadmap, there's a tab for developers. You can learn about the new deployer, download and install the desktop, an iOS or a Android wall or even a paper wallet. And it's trading on a bunch of exchanges. Uh, and of course, uh, we appreciate both Travis and Justin being here. Justin, your podcast, the ARC crypto podcast there it is yeah so you guys can go get some more of those dulcet tones from mr justin rank and justin <laughs> travis thanks for joining us today and also travis Wright. thanks for hey thanks yeah, thanks <laughs> for being here yeah i wish my voice was here it's, it's okay you're here in spirit that's you're good. smiling and you're happy that's and that's that's good i'm hungry 
And now you know a little bit more about ARC. We're keeping our eye on them to make sure that they load up that ARC with two of every species. That's true. Or, right. Wrong arc. Yeah. Wrong arc. How about my voice during that during that episode? That was magical. Yeah, you're you uh you always overdo it at these events. You you know, you're a loud talker anyway, mm-hmm. but you get in a crowded room and you like increase it another fifty decibels and then the next day your voice is shot. Yeah, it's great. Love it. We need to get like just maybe you need I don't know. I don't know what you need. What do you need, Travis? We need to do a bad coin update. I think that's what we need to do. Let's do that. Who's bad? And it has finally happened, I think, Travis, that we have seen the first item to have officially been sold for bad. Mm, that's exciting. Yeah, I mean, somebody, somebody put up an auction, and we're going to link to this in the show notes. He called it Proof of Bad Coin. And the dude listed this little toy. It's a cactus. <laughs> that is wearing a cowboy hat that that's it's a piece of crap basically yeah well dude this guy he's on telegram he's c-r-r-d-i-x Cerdix, i guess this would be his name he was creating these funny little stories around the auction like like the, he would have the they would have the little cactus guy in in little comic scenarios where he was having conversations with mm-hmm. things and it was pretty hilarious i gotta give the guy i gotta give the guy some props for uh creating something so funny and he was having fun with it and uh yeah so the first the first item ever to sell for bad coin sold for sixty thousand bad coin mr Jocom. <laughs> yeah people bid on it for a period of like uh two weeks it's a toy that he sold because he had it uh because he thought it looked cool with this cowboy hat on and he wanted to prove real world value of bad coin and he wanted to have fun i'm not sure it actually provides you know any proof of real world value but you know maybe uh, he'll go down in history like the dude that uh purchased two pizzas for ten thousand bitcoin back in the day (laughs) maybe so maybe 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 uh maybe that's true we'll see what happens and speaking of laszlo the gentleman that bought Two pizzas for 10,000 Bitcoin back in the day. He and uh, Charlie Shrem were featured in an interview that uh, Anderson Cooper did. And uh, it was actually a pretty interesting segment. You know, we've had Charlie on the show before, and it was good to uh, see him again getting some national exposure. And Laszlo, uh, who doesn't like to think about the fact that he spent 10,000 Bitcoin on two pizzas. Well, think about it. If he hadn't have done that, and there, you know, Bitcoin wouldn't have actually been distributed amongst the people. So I think it was a good thing. Right. Yeah. So somebody just spent 60,000 bad coin on a little cactus toy. And, you know, he he took one for the team. Yeah, which is not worth anything really yet. However, the uh, 10,000 Bitcoin that he bought for those pizzas now at this point would be worth about $82 million. So those are pretty expensive pizzas. They actually talked about it in the show. And um, Anderson Cooper goes, Wow, your two pizzas would be, would be worth like eight hundred million dollars now. And it's like, no, they wouldn't. So your math was off there, buddy. Yeah, and he's like, I don't, I don't like to think about that <laughs> right now. Anyway, yeah, if you haven't seen million, this, segment, but you know what? If he spent ten thousand Bitcoin on pizzas, he probably had a hundred thousand Bitcoin. I mean, he wasn't he's not going to give all of his Bitcoin for two pizzas, right? So he probably had a ton more. So I'm sure he's okay. Maybe, 
yeah, I don't, I don't know. They didn't really allude to that at all. So I guess the assumption has been that he spent what he had, but um, it doesn't seem like he's, you know, thrilled that he saved 90,000. I don't know. You guys can see the video. It's linked in the show notes to the 60 minutes. It's worth watching. And, you know, I I thought maybe it was going to be a hit piece on Bitcoin. Um, And it wasn't, it was actually well done. Also some other interesting news. If you have AT&T in America, you can pay uh, your bill with Bitcoin. That's a new thing that's popped out as well. That is a good thing. Another proof that Bitcoin is moving into the mainstream. That link and the links to everything in today's yep. show that's is true. at badcode.im forward slash 271. You mm-hmm. can check them out there. And are you mining and- yet? Are you mining Badcoin? If you're not, why are you not mining Badcoin? You can be mining it on the computer right, right in front of you. You should do that. Go to badcoin.net, badcoin.net. You can click on there, how to mine. You'll, you'll have a little document there that walks you through it. If you got a PC or if you got a Mac, really easy to do. If, you have, if you've already mined other coins, it's going to be really easy for you to figure out how to join those pools. Don't be scared. Try it and figure it out. If you cannot figure it out, get on to our um, Discord and message us. The, mess, the Discord is badco.in forward slash Discord. We have so many helpful people who can help you walk through any problem. So don't be scared. The goal is, is we want to try to create 100,000 bad coin miners throughout the world over the next two to three years and starts with you. We want to see if you can figure it out, try it out, test it out. We want to get more miners on the network and um, good things are going to come. Did you say that they should mine it? Yeah, I can make can make financial advice like I, that. You should. We, you should. So I don't I don't I don't want to should on anybody because you know I do what you want to do. We just want you to do it, guys, because we're we're coming up on five hundred or five hundred concurrent miners. We're getting close to that. I don't know that we've tipped that scale yet, but um we're over four hundred miners are mining it cur- concurrently right now, which is pretty cool. We'd like to have more than that and keep it growing and keep it moving and uh good things will come. I tip some other scales because I've been on the road for the past two weeks. And, you know, when you travel, it's harder to keep up with, you know, fitness. And and I usually walk every day when I'm home. And, yeah, I walked around the convention center, but it's different. And I I ate too many of the wrong foods, so I'm tipping some scales. Yeah. Well, you know, from fitness to fatness, it's okay. It's all just, just, just a vowel away. And from business to badness, where until the next time, everybody can stay bad. The Bad Crypto Podcast is a production of Bad Crypto, LLC. The content of the show, the videos, and the website is provided for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only. It's not intended to be and does not constitute financial, investment, or trading advice of any kind. You shouldn't make any decisions as to finances, investing, trading, or anything else based on this information without undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional financial advisor. Please understand that the trading of Bitcoin's and alternative cryptocurrencies have potential risks involved. Anyone wishing to invest in any of the currencies or tokens mentioned on this podcast should first seek their own independent professional financial advisor.